This is Saturday, November 27th, and we're finishing up this the last day of this short series entitled, When Love Comes to Town. You know what it means to be penny-wise and pound-foolish? Have you ever lost a, a lot trying to save a little? This is what we might think of when we think of Jonah. Because here's what happened in his story. After becoming angry with God, Jonah positioned himself outside the city of Nineveh. Likely, he hung around because he wanted to see the Lord destroy the city. He wanted to see it burn. That would affirm everything he believed about justice and the fact that God's duty is to make sure everybody gets what they deserve. What Jonah didn't count on was the mercy of God. And while he was waiting, the sun was oppressive. And to relieve Jonah, God caused a vine to grow up and give him shade. What a relief it must have been. Jonah was spared the heat, the oppressive heat of the sun. But then the sun actually scorched the vine and it withered and died. And here's where our story picks up. Jonah chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, You pity the plant, for which you did not labor, you did not make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle? Now, do you get the point? God tells Jonah that, well, he didn't do anything to make the plant grow. It was all a gift to him. Yet he became so angry when it was taken from him. Here is Jonah, angry because his shade plant died, and yet the fate of so great a city as Nineveh, well, it, it didn't even register for Jonah. Truthfully, he didn't care about the people that live there at all. Now, this is more than a reproach for Jonah's nar narcissism. The Lord is showing Jonah that what he cares about is insignificant in comparison to the value of the people of Nineveh. Now, just hearing this should be a delight to us. People matter to God, even people that we consider evil. People far away from God matter to him. Jonah has no love for the people of Nineveh. He, he doesn't understand the heart of God. Why would God even send him to such an evil city as Nineveh? You see, God's love doesn't seem rational to us. Ever since the first human beings turned away from the Lord, God has been working a plan to bring about salvation and the redemption of our entire world. And what an amazing story this is that we're living in. We're not the result of a cosmic accident. The history of our world is not meaningless. God is pursuing humanity with his mercy, his steadfast love, and, and that's what we don't understand. Nor did Jonah. Jonah gets angry because his little vine died, and yet he isn't the least bit concerned about so large a city as Nineveh. That's the challenge for me, for all of us is to learn the values of the God that made us, to love the city like he does, to desire the redemption of the city as God has planned in Jesus. This is what the gospel is all about. 
It reveals that God loves the city. God loves us. And this was the challenge for Jesus and his ministry. The religious leaders just couldn't understand why Jesus pursued people that seemed to be so far from God. Jesus was trying to teach them that everyone is far from God, but that God has drawn near to them. Jesus loved lepers that were excluded from the social life of Israel. He forgave prostitutes that were considered hopeless sinners. He ate with tax collectors and went to the parties where respectable people wouldn't dare to be seen. And when he was asked why he would do that, he remarked that doctors spend time with the sick, not pursuing those that are well. The truth is, we're all sick. But only some of us have figured that out. Some of Jesus' first followers were the most left out and lost and losers you could imagine. They were people that the religious leaders had no hope for. And they had no hope for themselves until Jesus showed up telling them that God loved them. So we end this little series called When Love Comes to Town Thinking About Jesus because he is the picture, the expression, the extension of this love in real life. And his love continues to shock us. He stood with the woman caught in adultery when her accusers approached her to stone her to death. He sided with a chief tax collector and went to his house to show the man that the reach of God's love included him. He confronted the woman at the well and at the same time set her free from her hunger for approval. And Jesus told parables to reveal these truths that he lived each day of his life. He told the audacious story of a shepherd that abandoned his 99 sheep to go in search of the lost one. No shepherd would consider doing such a thing and leave the whole flock in danger. But just think of how you feel when you know that no matter the cost, God will go in search of you when you're lost. He told the story of the son that betrayed his father and embarrassed the family when he demanded his inheritance. And of course, he blew it all, found himself in the worst state possible. But upon his return, his father ran to him, not requiring repayment or promises to make things right but freely giving his son his mercy and his love. You see, there's nothing like this mercy in our world because it doesn't come from our world. It comes from God. And this is why God told Jonah to think about his anger. Really, should he be angry about his little plant and not care for so many people in so great a city? And that's where I'd like to end in this little series considering how God cares for our city. And as we come to know him and enjoy his mercy, we come to love our city too. Let's pray. Lord God, how can we not marvel at your mercy? You have loved us and received us. You've not treated us as our sins deserve or repaid us for our iniquities. But as far as the east is from the west, that's how far you've removed our sins from us, O Lord. Pour out your mercy on our city. Forgive our sins, though they may they are many, and grant us a rich repentance that causes us to turn to you. Thank you for your great grace and mercy. For we pray in your holy name. Amen.